Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Welcome on in. Today, I've got a very, very special treat for you, ladies. I'm joined today by Jamie Chamberlain, who's the head of strategy LATAM for Speyside Consultancy. Welcome on in, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me today, Rebecca. I'm really excited to be talking about the work I've done with you over the last year. Exactly. This is the thing. Jamie's a client of mine and Jamie's just come to the end of one of her coaching programs. And I asked her, would you be interested in coming on the podcast and talking about your experience? Because Jamie's made some incredible um, leaps in her career and I really wanted to um, hear her perspective and her experience. So thank you so much, Jamie, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, so what I'd love to do, Jamie, first is take us back sort of 12 months ago before you and I started working together. And I remember, I recall that you're quite overwhelmed. You just started a new role and you were feeling quite overwhelmed with the experience. And I'd just love you to talk about how you were feeling then. It wasn't even necessarily just a new role. It was also a complete change in lifestyle, right? Because I moved from owning my own company um, and running that and then closing that down and then moving back into the corporate world, which I hadn't been in for over 12 years since I'd been a mom and moved to Brazil. So I think being outside of that normal kind of corporate, normal corporate sector, which I'd been used to be before, that was something that I was had to get used to, the idea of having a boss, uh, having fixed holidays. Obviously, I loved having, there's all the pros of having a salary and having, you know, set hours to work in general. Um, so I was super excited, but at the same time, yes, completely overwhelmed because I was going into a sector that I had nothing, like I had no background, no experience, no training in. Uh, but the reason why they had hired me is because I do have a very specific skill set of being able to manage Brazilian teams. I understand how Brazilian mindset works and I can also work together with C-suite international level companies and clients. I think you're being very humble. I think you've got an awful lot of skills that were highly transferable from your entrepreneurial days, uh, but also yeah. your previous corporate life. Um, but, you know, I think you were bringing an awful lot of strategy and team building and business building experience to the role. Um, thanks, Jamie. So what was it that made you think to maybe work with a coach and get some external support? Well, I was, I had, I was lucky to have various friends that were going through similar transitions, not necessarily from, from running their own businesses, but from job to job or during the pandemic, not having worked for a while and then studying a new role. And a few of them had coaches as well. So they were talking about their different types of coaching style and no one that they talked about really kind of fit what I was looking for. Um, and then obviously I thought of you who I'd been following your work for like a long, long time. And I thought what better time to actually apply myself now. I think it's really important to, I think over the last five years running my own business, I always 
understood one of my big, biggest learnings was learning my boundaries right so in my whole life so setting boundaries but also with learning boundaries is learning limits so knowing what your weaknesses are what can you like source help from you I mean I'm pretty confident person and I know that I'm pretty good at some things that I have a very good skill set but there are other things that I don't know and I know that I just needed to ask for help and that's exactly what I did I love that that's a really good way of looking at that and I think people who um, are naturally kind of achievers like you are can always put that sort of pressure on yourself to achieve more and more and more and I love that that you're saying that you recognize that there were some limits to what you what you felt you could achieve by yourself and that you sort of looked outside for some external help because there's no harm in looking for help you know I have coaches I have business coaches and marketing coaches and sales coaches I have all sorts of different kinds of coaches who are in my world and I'm so grateful for them because they make my life easier they help me you know do things more quickly and they help me see see sort of challenges and problems that I sort of wasn't able to solve by myself so yeah yeah Yeah. no we're limited by our own experiences right and so you can only learn from more from other people there's also I think maybe previously or what the generation that we grew up there was a stigma right asking for help all right we're like very ambitious and when I say for helping from help from mental health you know from coaching with us life coaching nutritionists and living in Brazil it's a very common place everyone has a therapist or a psychologist or a nutritionist or a, co- a career coach I always felt right. left out I had to get one for myself <laughs> I wouldn't um, support network yeah. yeah, no, it's great. Why wouldn't you have an incredible support network? Why would you only rely on yourself? Well, I think obviously it's great, important to have yourself and and understand your own strengths, but also to 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 utilize your network and 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 you also provide that same network for them, right? For other people in your life. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's a win win. It's like you know what you get, you receive, and what you give out, mm-hmm. you know. So. Yeah, um, no, totally. Jamie, I'd be really interested. So yeah, I remember when we started working together, there was quite a big remit, you know, that you mm-hmm. were, were looking at. There were sort of, you were looking at different business streams. You were kind of going to be across different business streams in the, in, you know, in the organization. And it was a bit of a like, wow, there's a lot to do here. And how do I get this done? You've kind of achieved an awful lot quite quickly, I think, you know, and you were really sort of committed to attacking the role the best you could, and doing the best you could and I think that's part of your personality you know you're just one of those people who really wants to do well and achieve and um, I take my hat off to you because I know what you've achieved in the last 12 months but in terms of the coaching support that you um, you got from me maybe you could just talk about some of the the highlights if you like about that journey in terms of you know what you got out of it what the most um, value was for you. Um, I think touching back on like reframing what my skill set is was really important because you do have it. Well, I do have it, but just knowing how to use that as part of my brand, you know, part of my yes. new job and my new role um, and and valuing that. Right. So always highlighting yes. that, whether it's my bosses or to my team or to my clients, et cetera. Um, really I think <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Because sometimes you don't you always say what you're not good at right so I think I yes. started off as like I'm not good at this I'm not good at that you know excuse me for this making uh, all these excuses but really you should be focusing on actually what you're amazing at um so that's what you helped me reframe um and I think setting goals I never really set goals the way that we did for KPIs I mean I understand the concept of them and I think setting them for myself and 
holding myself accountable to it. Well, actually, I had to do them by the time I spoke to you next. <laughs> um, maybe you're holding me accountable to a certain extent. But no, it was very much that, like time frame, like very achievable goals um, and taking it seriously. You know, I was also spending money on you as well. So it's like going to the gym. You're going to spend money on the gym. I'm going to go, you know, I'm not going to not waste my money if I'm That's not going to use or utilize that time properly. Um I think through the year also being able to stay take a step back and always reassessing those goals as well was really important, knowing that they're not always set and finite, that they can always be reset, understanding again, limits, boundaries, you know, what is reasonable, what is achievable. Um, and then with all of that is actually being really organized and staying focused, right? Because I'm a person that likes to do a million things at a million times <laughs> a million times, maybe. Um maybe not all to the best best possible way, but I can do multiple things at the same time. So that was really good. Like it wasn't actually about doing everything at the same time, but it was actually about setting time aside specifically for, um, you know, a certain goal that I was achieving, whether it was studying or doing, studying about a new sector or actually doing course, you know, th- those sort of things, making sure that I was prepared. My notes, my notes section is like, it's filled with like notes on everything. <laughs> yeah, it's busy, it's great. busy world, you're in. Yeah. And I think there's one thing, a balance of being a mom as well, where I used to have an amazing memory and now I don't. (laughs) So how do we use all these incredible technological tools now to be able to help us like remember what we're doing in the day? I mean, I have alarms set (laughs) through the day. I look at my calendar for the day and I set alarms five minutes before every every meeting or whatever I need to do or reminder. Sometimes I look at my alarm and I can't remember what I'm supposed to be doing. Let me look at my notes. Um, Let me look at the three, yeah, no. the multiple three-way calendar that we have. Yeah, we have the same. Exactly. No, yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah, no, I think absolutely all, all those and above. And there's still so many other things that you helped out with, but those are my main, my main. Wonderful. Uh, which helped me. So in terms of sort of um, personal branding and leading from the front and building sort of leadership sort of capabilities in terms of, managing your team, managing clients, you know, managing up as well. Um, what would you say, what would you say were the kind of key um results, if you like, of your coaching in that regard? I think it was really I think, and I and I use this example all the time, Rebecca. I think I can't remember, it was like two or three sessions uh in, and we talked about but what the expectation of that person, whether it's down or up, like what does this person want? And what are you going to deliver to them? Because sometimes you can talk very superficially. Let's talk about a client who might have in their mind. And actually, most clients don't even know what they want. Right. So they talk around what they think they need. They might we might set a scope of work, uh, um, a few deliverables. But if you try and dig away, dig deep into what they really want. So whether it is, you know, support around their internal promotion, for example. So how do they communicate internally? So providing all that support around them will make everything that much easier. I think once you work out what makes that person tick, then that's all you need to get them. That's all you need to deliver to them. Might be someone that just wants, you know, some emotional support, you know, in their one-on-ones, for example, with my team. So, and that's what we're going to talk about. We don't have to talk about work, you know. We I need to understand what what are the the pros and cons that the focuses that this person needs from me. You know, I'm not talking about their whole. I'm not changing people's lives here, but 
what I can provide support on or what I am going to be delivering, to, whether it's to my boss or to my team or to my clients. Yes. As long as I have that very clearly defined, I need to have it very clearly defined um, for me to be good at what I do. Yeah. So yeah. That was that's a key. I share that with everyone, Bex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it really like, important. What? I think part of um, yeah. any sort of effective leadership is really about understanding people and yeah. understanding how you can get your own outcomes by understanding the people you're managing more effectively. Mm -hmm. So it's about creating win-win. So everybody's winning, but you're also delivering on your own personal agenda. And I think that's something that we often forget as women. We become very, very focused on what the organization needs all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's important. Obviously, we need to deliver on KPIs. We need to deliver performance. We need to just deliver, right? I, I you know, That's part of the, the parcel. But I think the other side that we often forget is that we have our own agenda in terms of where do I want to go in my career and what opportunities do I want here and how do I kind of leverage this to get this opportunity over here and how can I build my relationships with these people? Because these yeah. are conversations of career strategy and personal branding and raising your executive profile. And we need to be doing both side by side all the time so that we're getting what we want and feeling fulfilled and feeling valid. And also we're delivering and doing our job and being competent in what we do. No, absolutely. I think one of the key kind of practical tips that I have is to have regular meetings. I have one-on-ones with my whole team every week. When sometimes obviously that breaks out into like maybe once a month, but it's the only way I can keep my finger on the pulse, like what's going on, not just on work side, but like something emotional. So or they're not feeling well, or their mom's not well, for example. So I know that there's a potential of them not being at work next week. So that's me trying to to avoid, uh, to pre-plan, crisis manage, right? That's, I don't want to be called out. And that was, I was already in a, in a sector in a world that I was already one step, you know, back because I didn't have that technical knowledge, but there was a lot of other things that are in my control. So what could I, what could I control? Yes, yes. So, Jamie, you know, 12 months down the track now from when we first started working together, how would you describe sort of how you're feeling now, how you're approaching work, you know, how you're looking at the future, all of those kinds of things versus when we first met 12 months ago? Um, still, I think now that I feel I'm in a position that where I feel much more confident in my role, I understand a lot of the nuances uh, from client work to internal bureaucracy to working <laughs> with my team uh, I can focus on things that can actually better everything in terms of processes within the company um, helping the team you know achieve their own KPIs and goals as well um, and at the end of the day I think a consultancy is a people business right it's all about relationship building so um, we you can deliver you know x y and z every month uh but at the end of the day it's how you manage those expectations of the client so these are the things that i can really delve into which i think really matters i think the last 12 months i've been kind of firefighting um but now we can kind of take a moment not that it's slowed down but we can take a moment and and actually try and prevent things from happening or you know from either retaining staff retaining clients keeping my bosses happy, keeping myself happy, and also setting those boundaries as well. So going back to boundaries and limits, <laughs> uh, understanding my own boundaries about work, right, and and what's possible and what's feasible for myself and my family. And, and I think that's what I'm going to look forward to for the next 12 months. So Beautiful. resetting those boundaries, yeah. Beautiful. 
So, Jamie, I'd be um, interested to know, you know, if there's somebody who's listening at the moment, there's a lady out there who's listening and maybe she's feeling a bit stuck in her career. Maybe she's feeling a bit overlooked, a bit unrecognized. Um, and she's considering, the, you know, the idea of getting some external support and, you know, maybe hiring a coach. What advice would you give to somebody in that position? Yep. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> Hi, Rebecca. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, what would, would, what would you suggest <laughs> the process could be? I would say be proactive. Don't let yourself sit uh, sit in a job that you're not happy with. Yes. There Sometimes there's maybe not the job that's making you unhappy. It's just the way that you're viewing it. So reframing again, the way that you view your job, your position, your colleagues, you know, all of that, I think helps as well. And maybe it is a job that you don't like, but you're not going to know if you don't actually make that proactive effort, right, to go and get help from someone like Rebecca. Um, Or that's all I can say, because at the end of the day, it's only you that can put yourself in that position. No one else is actually going to help you. And I know it's it is kind of crappy yeah, to true. say it, but no one else really cares about, about your progress more than you do yourself. So I would say you really need to make the effort. Don't if you don't sit in uh, in your job and complain when it's under your, your control at the end of the day. That's yeah. my advice. So, I love that know. advice. And I think you're right. I think hoping things will change by themselves never works. I, yeah. d- I definitely did that earlier in my career, hoping that, you know, things would suddenly just become clear to me. Yeah. And they just didn't. And it just became harder and harder and harder to go to work every day. And I was thinking, this is just the wrong path for me. I just don't know what to do about it. And then I remember yeah. having that epiphany and going, oh, goodness, I need to do something about this. Only I can, yeah. you know, change anything. So I think yeah. that's perfect advice. And I think too many times in my experience, I find women and probably men too, but I only work with women, you know, are settling for opportunities that are undervaluing them or settling for opportunities where the, the boss is undervaluing them or the culture is undervaluing them. And you don't have to put up with that, you know. We shouldn't yeah. set for me- settle for mediocre. We should push for, you know, opportunities that really make our hearts sing and really play to our strengths, like you mentioned, and give ourselves our best opportunity to get fulfillment from the work that we do. Um And I would just add to that, you know, I think coaches are very, very different. And if you are experiencing this kind of, you know, um, thought process where you're thinking I need some external help, I would suggest you look at lots of coaches because every coach is so different in how they approach things and they have different niches and all that kind of thing. And it's important that you kind of look around as well, I think. I think that's important advice. That's also what I do when I look for a coach. I would interview more than one and get a sense of what they're all about. Um, I think that's important too, because there needs to be a good sort of rapport between you and a good trust between you um, for you to be able to open up as a client and talk honestly about where you are and talk honestly about what you want and know that you're not going to get judged in that space and you're going to be encouraged. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm going to add to that as well, where I think I always relied on my group of friends and they're always people that I get advice from. But at the end of the day, you're getting opinions and advice. And I think working with you, Rebecca, made me realize that what you're doing is facilitating my kind of discovery, that journey through kind of working out what I do want. So you're not actually telling me what I should do or how I should feel, but you're giving me all those, all the exercises that we did, all the um various conversations that we've had has guided me to make that decision myself rather than someone saying well I think you should this is my opinion I should do this or this is the way I did it 
because it's really hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes when it's a different job and you may be in a different place. And at the end of the day, this is what it is. Uh, career coaching is personalized, right? So it's yes. it's for you and yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I think friends are always well-meaning. You know, they're kind of trying yeah. to give you good advice, um, but they can't know what it feels like to be you and they can't know what it feels like to have your ambitions or your barriers to to, yeah. to achieving those ambitions. Everyone's so, so different, which is why coaching absolutely is like you say, it's all tailored towards what it is you want to achieve. And just about pushing you, helping you towards achieving those ambitions. Yeah, so no, Jamie, I mean, thank you so much for coming on. I so appreciate your time and, and coming on and sharing your experience. Um, what I will just say is if you're looking for um, some support in your career and you're looking to get promoted, if you're looking to move forwards, even if you're in a difficult you know, corporate environment, because I do get asked that, how can you help me, Rebecca, if I'm in a challenging environment where there's a lot of bias and all that kind of thing, we can work around challenges like that. So um, your first step always is to just grab one of our free resources. It's called The Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. And you can get that by going to rebeccasfreegift.com. There's also a link in the show notes. If you want to get access to me directly, you can book a 15-minute career strategy call with me, which is what Jamie would have done right at the beginning of the process, just to get the ball rolling, just to have a kind of an introduction to coaching and a conversation with me to see where you are in your career. So if you want to book one, go to the show notes and get that link and book into my calendar straight away. Jamie, thank you so much. Just a delight, a pleasure to have you. And I can't wait to see what you're going to achieve next. (laughs) Thank you so much. I can't wait for my next course. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely we'll be starting again soon